Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The, the sun came up today as, as it did yesterday. Here come the drums! 41 Acres, episode numero 10, Landry and Day Day with you following a Texas loss. It's it's the first time in a long time that we've had to do this. A lot of people accuse Tom Herman of being a liar around these parts in Houston, but he spoke the truth. The sun did come out. Texas falls to Oklahoma State 38-35. to A lot of people upset. I was upset on Saturday. I was I was pretty pissy with a lot of people that were all of a sudden texting me coming out the woodwork. But I got to tell you, Derek, as as much as it sucks that Texas lost, and as much as it sucks what I had to watch on Saturday, I at least feel good that at least the disappointment is is back. The dis Texas isn't back, but the disappointment over winning what feels like a big game is at least back. And I guess that's the one good thing I can take from this loss. Well, I, I don't know about that, man. I mean, anytime that Texas loses a game uh, of this caliber, man, when you come in and you jump from number nine, you have a bye week and you get to number six, you know, you you, you got to finish that deal, man, against the Oklahoma State team, man, that honestly, you know, haven't really had a, a great season, man. You know, Texas on a roll. You know, I mean, those guys seem like they were still on the bye week, man, uh, in, in that game. Man, I, I don't know what the hell happened, man. Well, we do know what one thing that happened is that Tom Herman had to hand out some suspensions before the game on Friday night. He handed out the suspension to Chris Boyd. He handed out the suspension to Davis. And he handed out the suspension to Lil Jordan Humphrey. A lot of people were critical of that decision. Tom Herman says, despite the fact that the team gave up 260 yards in the first quarter, and they fell behind 17-7. to If he had to do it all over again, he would do the exact same thing. We have standards to uphold, and, and when those standards aren't met, then there's consequences for that. And, you know, when you ground your, your, your kid, it doesn't mean you love him any less. It doesn't mean your, um, you know, you, your feelings have changed for them. Uh, we, we love Chris Boyd, and we love Devontae Davis. We love L.J. Humphrey, absolutely. They made a, a minor mistake that... Um, you know, has to be reinforced. Our culture needs to be reinforced on a daily basis so that, you know, moving forward, especially our young guys know that it doesn't matter who you're playing or what your name is. Where do you sit on this? Because this is my thing here, Derek. I think when you're trying to establish a culture like Tom Herman is, I think that I, I don't have any issue with suspending these guys. And let's just keep it real. It's not like when Chris Boyd came back in the game, he looked like Deion Sanders or something no. like that. He looked like trash, and I know he took exception with Emmanuel Acho saying that, and he decided to go on Instagram and call him out. We'll get into that a little bit, a little bit later. But he looked like trash, and as long as you're focusing on the player and you're not getting personal with 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 the young man, if he's playing like trash on national TV and he's willing to take all the shine that comes with being a player, if an analyst who used to be a player calls you trash. You were trash. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think it should really get you that upset like it did Chris Boyd. Well, my whole thing is, and you know, hey, any uh, of my followers out there that follow me, I know you follow me, uh, Landry. I know you seen uh, the tweet. I, I man, I, I put it out there, man. I mean, I called Brick out. You know, I called uh, um, uh, Chris Boyd out. I called. Um, uh, Brandon Jones out. I mean, I called several of those guys out, man. Those guys just didn't show up, man. They, they didn't come to play. And, you know, Chris Boyd taking, uh, uh, having a problem with a man, you also say that I totally, uh, understand your point. Like, dude, his, his job is to analyze the game. His job is to see, uh, uh, you know, to be, to critique the game. And that's what he did, man. I mean, hell, it was no different than, he didn't say anything that we as fans wasn't thinking that night any freaking way, man. And if Chris Boyd didn't think he was trash, then then he needs to look in the mirror. And and Chris Boyd went on Instagram after uh, Acho after Acho said what he said. Before we hear what Chris Boyd had to say on Instagram, this was Acho after he called him trash, after he got a lot of hate. He was critical of Tom Herman for making the suspensions as well. This is the former Longhorn linebacker, current ESPN analyst, explaining himself as.
as to what he was thinking as he watched that game and why he hated the decision to suspend Boyd Davis and little Jordan Humphrey. Devontae Davis, Chris Boyd, as seniors, they cannot be late to the meeting. It's inexcusable. There's no place for it. Yes, they should be punished. My issue is with the punishment. At the point in which you suspend them for a quarter and Texas gives up 260 yards in that quarter, more than 50% of the yards they gave up all game, there's a direct correlation between those players being benched and how bad Texas performed. It doesn't matter how badly those players performed when they got in the game, because yes, Chris Boyd did not play a great game at all. Secondly, when you bench those players, you're trying to make a statement or maybe even a culture shift. But in all honesty, an 18 to 22 year old kid is not thinking about the repercussions of his action when he acts. When you're in college and you sleep in and you miss class, you're not thinking about the fact you might miss the pop quiz. You're thinking about the fact that you're tired and you don't want to go to class. The brain's not even fully developed till 25. All right, so Acho put out that Chris Boy was trash, and Chris Boy went to Instagram, and he has since deleted the post. Go figure. You put something out there, it's out there. Don't, don't even waste time deleting it because it's still going to yeah, be there. Yeah, trust me, I know. Yeah, I know you know. <laughs> uh, this is what Chris Boyd had to say on Instagram, hearing that Emmanuel Acho called him trash. Keep running your effing mouth. Don't show up around this facility. You was warned at practice. Running your mouth further than your football career took you. You an outsider just like everybody else. UT football has no affiliation with you. I take exception with that for a couple of things. Number one, Tom Herman talked about it on Monday, and he said that basically that was... That was Chris Boyd expressing that no outside voice matters. It's only on the inside that that matters. Those are the only voices that matter. This is my problem, Chris Boyd. You let down the people on the inside when you decide to show up late for a team meeting off of a bye week uh, a couple days before your team was going to face Oklahoma State and in the biggest game the program has had in maybe eight years. It's It's been a long time since Texas has had a game of that magnitude. You're supposed to be a senior leader. You're supposed to be a guy that these guys look to. So you can't really play the whole all that all that matters is what's inside when you do what you did that led to that suspension. Man, hey, I echo your sentiments uh ten thousand percent, man. I mean, this you have to understand the position that you're in, uh, Chris Boyd. You have to understand that you are a leader of this team. Uh, a lot of uh, collegiate analysts or, or, or um, you know, uh, NFL scouts are, are looking at you. You know, supposedly to be, you know, an NFL draft pick, man. And this is what you do again, coming in at number six, man. This, this is, and, and I'll be honest with you, Lance. I give these guys, I give Tom Herman his staff a pass, uh, as far as this go, because, you know, some people say, well, is the coaching or they were ill prepared, uh, coming into this game. And, and you know what? This is clearly I, on the players, man. I didn't feel that way. This yeah. is clearly on the players, it's easy, man. It's easy for fans to say and it's easy for analysts to say, well, they just weren't ready to play or they're not playing hard. They didn't come out. They, they weren't giving effort. I was watching the whole game. I watched every snap of the game. And there are times where you watch a team play and you say, you know what, they've quit on their coach. They're not ready to play. They're not ready to come out. They were just getting their ass kicked. They were getting their asses they, kicked. They man. were just getting their ass that, kicked. That's that, all it was. And, that's and, all and, it was. And, and it happened and, when Boyd and, came and, on the field, and, too. And Chris Boyd, in particular, like I was going to say, I mean, you know, we'll get into some other players that had horrible games or whatever. I'm pretty sure you know who we're alluding to, you know, as well. But, you know, Chris Boyd, you know, let's be frank, man. You sit up here, you talking all this shit. But the bottom line is, you were Wallace's whole game, man. You the whole game. You know this dude was murdering you the whole game. Hell, it doesn't matter about the the suspension. Uh, you know, uh, you being suspended for the first quarter, man. Hell, when you came in, you didn't do. Sh- you, so it you, was you got Moss too. You, exactly, bro. you got so, Moss. You you I mean, jumped early. This, this dude clowned you the whole game, man. And uh, you're uh, and you're you look like a mental midget now too, for lack of a better term. Exactly. You look like like not only not only are like just look at the three things that Chris Boyd has done in the last five days. And you and I came on. We came on the air in episode one, and I said I couldn't believe Chris Boyd thought he could go to the NFL after his junior year. I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. And just look at just look at the three things that he has shown, the three important things that he has shown the last five days. Number one, you've shown that you show up late to team gatherings before big games. You've shown that. Number two, you've shown that after you serve the suspension for that, you go out on the field under the bright lights, prime time, ABC, and you get your ass kicked. 
by Oklahoma State and the receiver. And number three, you've shown that when you get criticized for showing up late and getting your ass kicked, you act like a mental midget and you tweet at an analyst, basically threatening him when he comes to the facility because you can't take the heat. That doesn't sound like a future NFL player to me. Not at all. There's nothing there. There's nothing good that he did in all three aspects. Leadership, no. On-field performance, no. And then the ability to take criticism, no. What exactly is he trying to gain by this? This is the worst. This is arguably, and Chris Boyd has had some bad weeks. There was a week early on where he went in and tweeted in the locker room about Texas A&M or something like that. You're a senior, and you're doing the exact same type of stuff that you were doing as a freshman. And that is a bad look for what's supposed to be a senior leader of a team that had, take it with a grain of salt, college football playoff hopes, because that's what they had. He he should be ashamed of himself right now. He owes his teammates an apology. I think he owes Emmanuel Acho an apology as well, because I don't think I don't think it's right what he did. But just an overall terrible performance by Chris Boyd this week. He, he, he has to, to, to be better, man. And I mean, it, again... You know, Texas coming in, man, I, I keep stressing the point. I mean, you're number six in the country, bro. You're number six in the country. You started off the year at, at what, 23? Yeah, 23, uh, 24. Like, and it was a courtesy thing. And, and, and you lost. And, and you lost and, and you worked your way up. You jumped, man, all the way to number six, bro. You have a legitimate shot at the college playoffs, man. I mean, you, you win this game, man. You, know, you, you have West Virginia, and we'll get into that, you know, a little later in the show. But you have West Virginia coming in or whatever. But, bro, this game right here was a huge momentum shift for the University of Texas, man. You know, you have to be better than that, man. Chris Boyd just has to be better than that. If you want to call yourself an NFL player, again, you want to call yourself a, a leader of this team, a, a, a person that you want these younger guys to look up to, you have to carry yourself in a better manner than that. Man. And this is why a lot of people just want to get rid of the Charlie Strong era. And it's it, it was such a bad era. It was it, it was so forgetful. And Chris Boyd's one of the pieces there. And when it seems like things are going the right way, he just he 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 completely wets the bed. I, I I'm not a huge fan of it. I don't I don't like that he did that. But speaking of you know just this Texas team as a whole, Tom Herman said something on Monday that. I think that we've kind of touched on this Texas team can beat anybody, but this Texas team can also lose to anybody as well, especially if they're not playing their best. This is Tom Herman on Monday. You know, we're, we're at a point in our program, again, I've said it numerous times, but it bears repeating that our best is good enough to compete with and, and beat pretty much anybody in the country. But um, when we're not at our best uh, and we're getting our the other team's best, um, you know, that's we're not good enough yet to, to overcome that. And our guys know that. And when I take a step back and I look at this team, I can't be that upset because I never thought they were college football playoff good. I know they had a chance. I know that there were scenarios. I know that their destiny was there. But they still, in the big picture of things, they still control their own destiny. And if they can get into the Big 12 championship game, I'll consider it a success. We, we looked, we looked each other in the eyes after the OU game and I said that OU was a better team. I said that I felt like Oklahoma was a better team. I still think Oklahoma turning around their defense is the biggest threat to Alabama. Texas gets up for games against Oklahoma. They get up for games at home. They have a home field advantage, but maybe this team just isn't ready to win big road games. I mean, they could have easily lost to Kansas State. They, they lost to Maryland. They lost this. They could easily be 0-3 on the road and, it's good that they found ways to win games ugly, whether it's on a neutral side against Oklahoma with that with that meltdown in the fourth quarter or the home games that they've had with Tulsa, Baylor, all that. But maybe this team just isn't mentally tough enough and they're not ready to win on the road. They fall to one and two on the season. But the good news is you have West Virginia coming in and it's a home game and DKR is a tough place to play. I won't even waste your damn time. They're beating West Virginia on Saturday. Like this, the, I, I'm not I'm not wasting time. They are undefeated at home. They will remain undefeated at home. They're going to beat West Virginia on Saturday. Uh, man, I, 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 oh, lock, man. You, you put me in a position, man. After what I, you can, we can wait for your prediction. You don't have to throw it out there right now. I'm just telling you, I'm out there. They, they're a different team at home. They will beat West Virginia on Saturday. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% confident in this. After what I saw, man, I, you know, hey, if they'd have got, if if they would have, had a, a better showing um, against Oklahoma State, man, even with a loss. I mean, we just didn't come out there and play, man. Those guys just didn't play. I mean, missing tackles, man. I mean, you know, big third down conversions, man, and we're not capitalizing on, on uh, you know, on opportunities, man. I mean, you know, 
West Virginia coming in, man, you know, th- those guys not are going to sling it, it man. Not you know, we'll, we'll agree he's going to sling it, man. And I'll be honest with you, I'll, I'll go out there too. I'm going to take Texas in this game, bro. But I mean, I'm really, really shaky on it, man. I'm really shaky on it after what we saw, man. Yeah, I just think, I just think DKR, I'm, I'm going to be out there. Uh, I think I'm going to holler at Chris Del Conte when we, I'm out there, but I, can, I'm, I'm, I'm picking him to win. And can, can we please, can we please, man, going back to the Oklahoma, can we please get Keontae Ingram more carries, 11 bro? carries. And 11 that's, carries. That's bro. one of the main complaints we got. Man? Yeah, my prediction last week, I, on the air, on the, on the radio, which is what I go by, I picked Oklahoma State to win the game. On this podcast, I said Texas would win by a touchdown, but I said Keontae Ingram would have 100, 150 yards. He only got 11 carries in this game. 11 carries, bro. And like, to me, can that's, you believe it, that's man? Very, that's very discouraging because I have high hopes for him, but at least he's the best Texas running back in the last six years. So oh, wow. I'm okay hey, with that. Man. I'm okay with that. <laughs> wow. Hey, you know, hey. Kirk Herbstreit like Kirk Kirk said, Kirk Herbstreit like said, he apologized to Deontay, but he oh, said really? that. Oh, really? I, I yeah, missed yeah, that, yeah, bro. Yeah, he apologized. Uh, Kirk, uh, Kirk Herbstreit during the game said that. And that was so funny. Hold on. Before you go there, that was so funny because. He and Chris Fowler and uh, 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 Corso, they were all at the Dope Walker Award when, when uh, Deontay, you know, they were all at, in Dallas. We were all together in Dallas, man. And for him to say that, bro, was just like, wow. And every, as everyone can see, man, Deontay took offense to that, man. Deontay and he took likes, offense. He likes uh, uh, Keontae Ingram, man, but he definitely took offense to that, yeah, man. Yeah, because Herbie, Herbie said it during during the game. He said that this was the best running back Texas has had in five or six years. Your son then kind of called him out on Twitter and said how soon they forget. And Herbie, he said, that's all on me. I forgot you had a great career. So he did apologize for it, but it was, it was pretty funny to see that. But this kid deserves more than 11 carries. But yeah. when you fall, when you fall behind 24 to seven, it's, it's hard to really just commit to the run game like you'd like to. But 11 carries is just, it, it just doesn't seem like it's enough for me. And, and the offense, for whatever reason, there, a couple times some calls went against him, but, the offense just wasn't where 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 it needed to be on, on on Saturday. They still had a chance to win, but the most costly play to me came on special teams at the end of the game when you have an opportunity to go down there and win the game down three and Brandon Jones, Brandon Jones decides to field the yeah. punt inside the five and, and gets tackled at the one yard line. That I'm, was where you that was where the game was lost because I don't think there was a doubt in my mind that if if Texas gets a touchback there and Ellinger has a chance to go win the game. I think they go win that game. Man, hey, speaking of that, um, you know, Sam, man, I, I I can't say enough about this kid, man. I mean, if if you look at his uh, uh, maturation, man, from last season to where he is now, and I know we've talked about it, we've uh, you know commented on it, you know, er, in, in earlier shows on on the podcast, man. But this. I like Sam, man. Sam is doing some things, man. He he's not costing Texas games, man. He's making plays. He's not turning the rock put, over again. He still he's hasn't put, thrown a pick right, since Maryland, man. So I mean, the dude is efficient, man. At, at, at what he does, man. You know, uh, uh, some of those guys just are not uh, helping him out, man. We had, you know, Colin uh, had a big drop. Uh, LJ, you know, had a big drop as well, man. I mean, and Sam putting the ball on the money, man. I, I hey. I, you know, this this kid is all right, man. He's all right. He's going to be very good. But I that that Brandon Jones play was was a gut punch. If you look at the box score, it looks like this guy had a good game. But if you actually watch the game, Brecken Hager was terrible here. This this was actually this was actually a borderline career career game for him. Um, uh, in in the box score, despite the fact he didn't have a sack, I think he had like nine tackles in the box score. I don't know who was keeping score. Maybe it was his uncle or something like that. But Brecken Hager. I, I, first of all, before we get to the actual play, the, 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 at the end of the game, when he called out the Oklahoma State player and went at him and started the riot, it was so bad that even his roommate and teammate, Andrew Beck, called him out. This was Tom Herman asked about Andrew Beck calling out, uh, Brecken Hager and whether or not he supports Andrew Beck calling out Hager publicly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think. Especially when something like that, where I mean, my 88-year-old grandmother knows that you're not supposed to do that. We, we instruct our guys when when you're asked a question, answer it honestly. 
That was absolute garbage. Like that was that was a chump way to go out by Brecken Hager. He, it was it was embarrassing. Uh, it was unnecessary. And you know this guy, even when he's getting in the backfield, he's he's missing tackles. He's over pursuing. He's he's not he's not in control of his body. He's he's overshooting he, the the quarterback. He's overshooting the running back. Doesn't know when to break down, man. I got in a back and forth with some guy who I guess was on the Cowboys practice squad for a couple years or something, trying to tell me that. Brecken Hager was playing stuff the right way, and get the hell out of here! Like what anyone with eyes, is he watching? I, I don't know what he's watching, but he was basically just trying to be. I played the game, guy, and I, I don't even know who he. I forgot what his name was, but he he DM me and was trying to like offer like a film session. I don't need a film session. I can get film sessions anytime I want. But anyone who's watched this game, anyone who watched this knows that Brecken Hager was awful here. He was terrible. And all these tackles he got and tackles for loss was a result of Oklahoma State being up big and basically just running these fake zone reads and him being able to go back there and, like, trip the guy up every once in a while. It, it was pathetic. Sadly, man, uh, you know, and I tweeted this out, you know, right after, you know, the end of the game uh, with that play. Sadly, that, that was – the most aggressive I've seen him all year. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, it's like he shot to the backfield. The play was dead, but he, I, I don't know, man, wants to show this. Like, where was this? All season, where was this on the field, bro? Be be productive. I mean, you know, you might have a, a career, bro, as a WWE, you know, wrestler. SmackDown wrestler or whatever the case may be, bro. But a football player, hell no, bro. And it's it's really embarrassing because the, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone when I see, you know, the local media talk about this young man and I, I hear the coaches talk about him. It, it's almost like the twilight zone or like that Jim Carrey movie, The Truman Show, where everybody's just basically against you and they're trying to make you think something. I, I've watched this kid play. It's sad seeing him out there. Uh, he has a shoulder injury, so hopefully he's okay. Hopefully he's all right. I wouldn't wish that on anybody, right. but right. damn, man, it's, it's hard to watch Brecken Hager play. And it, it makes me more upset because he owns real estate in my head at this point to where I, I, I just get so frustrated, so frustrated seeing the hype that this kid gets for what he actually is. He did the interviews with Fowler and Herb Street and all them before the, before the game. Go interview Gary Johnson or something like that. Go interview, go interview someone like that. Like, just because the dude looks, looks different and just because his dad's a legacy and he has the blonde hair, he's not the guy you need to be interviewing. If you want to interview anybody on this defense, go to 33 because 33 straight up brought it the other day. He's man, been bringing it for 30, a long time. 33 has been bringing it. Gary Johnson, man, this kid shows up all the time. And I mean, I, you know, I had someone tweet at me and, and, you know, Said you know something uh, that was you know negative towards Kate. Kate Stearns is a true freshman. He's a freshman, man. dude. He's a true freshman. I mean, he's he's gonna go out. He's gonna make mistakes. Even I mean, I, I'm not giving Foster a pass, man, because that, Foster that has third to down, make the, that he, third down was the, was one of the biggest missed tackles as well. Because yeah, you have to make that. You're tackle. gonna have another chance to come back. It's third. It's third, and I believe it was goal. Uh, it might have been third and goal, or it was it, it was third and and close to the close to the end zone and. He reads it perfect, and then he goes inside a little bit, and then Oklahoma State scores the touchdown that ended up being the uh, the the go ahead touchdown that are they were already ahead, but it was basically what what put Texas away. He's got a he's got to be better than that, but he will be. He yeah, will be. I mean, I mean, he, he's a true friend, but I mean that that was your shot at the QB right there, man. That was that was your shot, man. You have to knock him on his ass, man. You you can't allow that. You know, uh, and, and he was right there. I mean, back there in position to make the tackle, man. So we understand this kid is a, is a true freshman, and you know, I know that this kid is going to be nice. He's going to be uh, uh, ready to go. Uh, you know, he still have his career in front of him, man. But in that particular moment, man, that's when you show up. That's big time plays, and you have to be able to make those type of plays, man. All the freshmen do. I, I remember when Aaron Ross and Cedric Griffin and Terrell Brown and Michael yeah, no Griffin. Doubt. They were all young. Those guys. No no Those guys missed tackles early too, but damn, BJ, you know it's it, that was that was a play that he would like to have back. I'm sure he's upset with himself, but this wasn't lost by BJ Foster. This was lost by your leaders. Why in the f- is PJ Locke even out there, bro? Why is the hell is this kid even out there, bro? What what does he bring to this team, bro? Really, what does PJ Locke bring to this team, man? Besides green eyes, what the hell does this guy bring to the team, man? I think it's just his uh, his sure tackling. I guess I don't know. He he can't cover. He got a little hobbled up because of that close sidelines. But 
these these older guys they just they stick out like sore thumbs because they're just not as talented as you know the Stearns and the Fosters. But Brandon Jones, Brandon Jones, number he's nineteen, a good player. He'll, he'll, he made, he'll come he made down. a bad mistake. He'll, he'll, he'll come be all right. He'll, he'll, he's he'll made hit. some big plays this year. He's made some huge plays right, this right, year. Right, right. I mean, I, I think he'll he'll be all right. He'll come down. He'll hit, man. He he needs to work on on uh on coverage as well. You know, uh, to a degree. Obviously, you can always get better, but yeah, uh, PJ Lockman. I mean, he just he, he he can't cover a dead person with a blanket, man. The next uh, the next thing we got to get to, we got to get to the to the West Virginia game and the overall picture of the program. Is there anything else you want to add about this Oklahoma State game? Because I just want to put it behind me. I'm I'm through with it. I'm not too disappointed because my expectations weren't CFP. They've always been get into the Big Twelve title game. But is there anything else you want to add on this Oklahoma State game? Cause I mean, I, I'm disappointed uh, about it, man. I'm, I'm disappointed in, you know, like I said earlier in the podcast, man, I, I you know, this is not on Herman, uh, not having those guys prepared. I don't think that, uh, Herman and his staff, you know, did anything differently this week that they would normally do. You it's know, a garbage going take into, when people to, say to, they to, weren't ready to play. They were, yeah. they were fine. They just got, I mean, they, 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 they this just was, got bullied. Yeah. They, 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 this they just was, got was, bullied was on those kids, man. And when you, when you've lost, for so long, and a lot of these guys have lost, you know, for for a long time, man. You know, Chris Boyd, obviously being one of them, you know, even dating back to the Charlie Strong era, um, you know, and, and and you finally you're on the cusp. You you're, you're number six again, number six, man. You know, Ohio State takes a big loss, and you know, you you jump, man, and, and all of these things, man. And you're number six in the country, and and, and you're. For the most part, man, you're writing your own ticket, man. And really, and, and, you, and you drop an egg like this, bro, it just, it's just unexcusable, Even if you man. don't want to look at the CFP, you can just look from a Big 12 perspective. I mean, if, if you want to get in that Big 12 title game, you know, you don't want to lose a conference game. And this is this is what they lost. I know, I know a lot of Tom Herman was trying to say this team's good. You know, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State's all right. I just don't – I don't think Texas – I guess I, – I, I guess – I can say that I, I don't think they should have lost this game, but they that they did, and that Oklahoma State was the better team. I can't. So, sit someone there and point told to me on, on Twitter, man, to uh, to to mention the the Big Twelve uh, officiating once again, man. It, it seemed like it seemed like strange things, man, always happen. You know, when Texas and Oklahoma State meet each other, man, the, the officiating, man. I mean, there's some questionable there calls some out really there. Bad the, calls. The, the, the the phantom call against Patrick Vahey that negated the, the, zone, uh, yes. the the the. the uh, the touch, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, negated the first down to LJ, you know, in the middle of the field, bro. That, that was huge, man. Not only that. That was huge. We had to punt after that, bro. They, they called a hold on back that you could call every play where yeah. it was a 40 yard throw to Johnson that, right. that negated yes, that. Yes, yes. There was man. a lot of, there, there was a lot of uh, weird stuff going on as, as far as calls. It, it seemed very selective, but you know, if, if the Big 12, I would assume that they want Texas to win these games. So as bad as the officiating looked and as bad as it was, I don't feel like that's what decided the game. What decided the game was the fact that you you just didn't, you didn't, you didn't make the right plays and fielded a punt inside the five when you had a chance to win. And it's just, it's just going to be a tough one to take. And, and I guess it's just on to West Virginia. Yeah. We put a bow on, on, on this Oklahoma state game, man. And, uh, you know, so, so we're going on to, to West Virginia. You know, after losing a game like this, and then you're going into West Virginia, man, what is your mind state going into West Virginia? We've watched every snap of them this year. I didn't feel like Texas was the sixth best team in college football. Is, is Clemson the number two team in the country? No, right hell no. <laughs> that's garbage. They should. Hey, that's why I asked that question, man. You know, no. you said that about Texas, no. man. I if, wanted to see where you were you on Clemson, I mean, man. I mean, let me ask you this. Okay. <laughs> if I uh, if Clemson played Oklahoma right now, and I put a gun to your head and said, "You better pick the team, or I'm I'm gonna oh, blow your brains out," it's Oklahoma. Oklahoma, no doubt. No doubt. I'll, I'll pick I'm Oklahoma. picking Oklahoma and I'll, I'm making yeah. dinner reservations for tomorrow. <laughs> I don't even need to watch the damn game. Like that, that uh, Clemson, uh, yeah, Oklahoma it, it, with, with, with a new D, they're averaging over nine yards of play right now. Like, yeah, man. This, Th- this their Oklahoma, running game is, is, is on point. This man, is what and... they do. They have a slip up and then they finish the season strong and they get into the CFP. Like Oklahoma is a better. Oklahoma, a one last Big 12 champion Oklahoma team is better than Clemson. Like, that's yeah. just, oh, no that's doubt. just what it is. No doubt. Quite I honestly, agree. quite honestly, I, I would have to think about it. I think Texas could compete with Clemson too. Straight up. I really, really do. They don't, they don't have electric quarterback play. The rest of the conference is bad. Florida State's one of the worst teams I've watched all year and one of the dumbest too, uh, from what <laughs> I watched last weekend. This is, this Clemson team, we saw them last year against, uh, Alabama in the college football playoff. They lost twenty four to six. 
if if Clemson gets in again, that's exactly what's going to happen. Half your college football playoff viewing, uh, whenever it is New Year's, New Year's Eve, whatever they do it, it's ruined because Clemson can't compete with those teams. They're 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 right now. Uh, they benefit right now from being in the conference they're in with the ACC. The ACC is an absolute disaster. And I'm not sitting here saying the Big Twelve is a mini version of the SEC. But what Clemson's going against and what they're doing, not impressive at all. I don't think they're I don't think they're good at all. I think they have a cute defense. I think I think they have some playmakers, but. This Clemson team is very beatable. Let, let me ask you this. In, in, in getting back to the, to the Longhorns, man, um, someone asked me this. I was having a, a, a conversation, actually at work. I was having a conversation, man, uh, you know, with a friend of mine who's advocate, you know, Longhorn fan, man. Do, do you think that Texas, not to slight Texas, man, you know, by any means, but do you think that, that Texas is doing uh, uh, is is kind of a product of bad quarterback play in the Big Twelve, yes, man. Yes, absolutely. And that's I, why. I that's mean, why I picked him. Look, that's why. That's why I picked Texas to it, win the win the ten games I did, the nine wins, and then the bowl game. Because you you look at what happened last year. Texas does deserve a lot of credit for being able to win the games against Tulsa, Kansas State, Baylor, Oklahoma that they could have easily lost. But in the past, they weren't winning those games. And and you can go back as early as last year, they weren't doing that. So they can at least do that. But yes, do I think that Texas is benefiting from some inexperienced quarterback play? Around the Big 12, yes, but that's not going to be the case this Saturday when Will Greer comes uh, in West Virginia. Uh, a lot of people are, are, are worried about that. For some reason, I just can't make myself be concerned about Will Greer. West you Virginia know, is a different team on the road. If this were in Morgantown, I wouldn't be this confident, but Texas right now 5-0 and at home. West Virginia is 1-1 and on the road, and they beat Texas Tech and kind of struggled with them, and Texas Tech had their backup quarterback in, a quarterback Quarterback went out, and they had to bring their backup in, and they won by eight points. West Virginia is a different team on the road, and Texas is Texas is very, very good at home. They're undefeated. It doesn't get much better than what they are right now, 5-0. and So you're going into that rowdy atmosphere. You beat West Virginia, who has one loss in conference play. You're in the driver's seat with three games remaining. Iowa State also has to come to your place. Kansas has to come to your place. you got to go to Lubbock. That's a tough one. This team's right there where they need to be. They're, they're competing for the opportunity to play in the Big 12 championship game. Well, if I would have told you before the season that was what was going to happen, I think you would have been pleased. Uh, and we talked about this in uh, episode 8, uh, that I felt like that Texas would win out. You know, I, I definitely didn't see this loss coming so did to, Rod uh, Babers. To, to Oklahoma State. I, I really saw a loss. That, I saw a loss. You, but I thought the loss was going to be in Lubbock. Oh, you really think Texas yeah. Tech? Friday I talked myself into thinking that uh, – that Oklahoma State would beat Texas just because I started thinking more about it. That was the loss that I saw. Well, well, them L- L- Lubbock is a, is a tough place to, and uh, to not play, bad. man. And yeah, not and they're, they're not they're not a bad team, man. They're another team that can slang it all over the place. You know, Texas has uh, uh, Tech has been you know criticized, obviously, you know, defensively, uh, you know, for years, man. They're better uh, now, though. You know, but, but they have they have stepped up uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, he's going to have the quarterbacks there. He's going to have that offense uh, uh, clicking on all cylinders, man. The reason why I'm questioning, and again, I'm taking Texas in this game, so let me make that, you know, very clear, but, you know, looking at, at, at our secondary, man, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm not I mean, we've been concerned about that when they were winning. Man. I mean, we've been concerned about the secondary when we, when, when they were winning. I mean, there were plays against USC and TCU where the, the biggest problem with the secondary that I have right now is I think they're having to, that they're not, A, I don't think it's a very good secondary. It's not, it's not great. It's not, uh, it's, it's not awful. I should say, but the front seven's not pressuring the quarterback, and the quarterback just has all kinds of time. Yes, and that's that's the biggest problem, and I think that's what's stopping Texas from being elite is they don't have they don't have a good front seven, and they don't have guys that get to the quarterback. So that could be a concern for West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia right now they're fifteenth in the country in yards per game, and they score forty points per game. So it's a high powered offense, but again, one and one on the road. Texas five and zero oh at home. Uh, Hager, is he going to play? PJ Locke, is he going to play? It, yeah, it, it yeah, might be on the on, it, on the little guys. It, it doesn't even matter, man. I mean, hell, those guys are non-factors anyway, man. So I feel like hell, you and I could go in there and, and make a couple of uh, stops. Worried about you know? I mean, I hope that they're Probably okay. I hope, I, I hope that you know. Hager's I don't know if okay. I could. Yeah. I, I, I hope that uh that that you know both of those guys are okay, man. But I mean, even when they're on the field, man, they're, they're non-factors. So I feel like. You know, hey, tomato, tomato, man. What, what's the difference, man? Let's, you know, get some of these younger guys in there, man, and, and give a look at 
you know, see what they can do, man. This is this is where I have to see more Keontae Ingram. I have to this week. Yeah. Like I, I absolutely I, I know that I know that Herman wants to run the ball. I know he says he wants to run the ball. I need to see Keontae Ingram out there. I need at least twenty carries. I need a I, nineteen is his career high. I need a career high in carries and I need you to keep this defense off the field for a little bit. I need, I need to keep this West Virginia offense on the sidelines and I need to keep this Texas defense off the field. Clearly, man, uh, this kid, Keontae Ingram, uh, you know, we like the, the, uh, the vision, man. We like the jump cut, the way that he's patient. He's, he's, he's kind of a patient runner, man. Well, it, it, I mean, this kid has to get 20 carries, man. He, ha- he has, it to has get, to happen. He has to get 20 carries. Man. It has to. You need to, you need to equalize the game out and you need, you need to give him the ball. I thought it was going to happen last week. It didn't happen. Obviously, there were different circumstances. Obviously, you had a chance to win the game, so I can't criticize it too much, but he has to get the rock. Uh, speaking of the last game, and this is the last we'll talk about the Oklahoma State game, Did Mike Gundy, after the game, he was asked about the noise on Twitter and what goes on in social media, and he dropped this this gem right here that I think everyone will enjoy. From where? Twitter, radio. Yeah, oh, I give a rat's ass about Twitter. <laughs> A platform for people that are sitting home trolling an unemployment check, sitting in front of a keyboard. I'm not disregarding what you're saying. Trust me, I get it at my own house. But, I I mean, I just kind of felt like that social media and Twitter is what's destroying this country anyway. So that's how I feel about it, from politics to sports to whatever. It gives people a platform to and then other people are, like, needling it, and they're sitting at home, and they're late on a payment. So, anyway, that's how I feel. If you come for me on Twitter, bro, I'm fine back at your ass, bro. That's just what it is, bro. Like, you know, hey, because, you know, hey, if, if you have a difference of opinion from my opinion, that's fine. I don't have an issue with that if you have this. But, I mean, when you're, you know, attacking my kids or, you know, you're attacking my grandkids, I mean, I mean, it, it, it gets personal at times, bro. So, I'm going to fire your ass up, bro, because I don't play no games when it come down to my family or whatever. I understand, you know, if, if, if analysts, you know, I like, you know, Chris Boyd, if, if analysts are saying negative things about Deontay, if he's not playing well, he's not doing his, this is his job. This is his profession. You know, I critique those kids. I know Chris Boyd. I've had a conversation with him. I've met him, you know, a few times. Whatever. Seemed like a cool young man. Brick and Hager, you know, seemed like a, a really good guy. I don't. I don't say things negatively about these kids outside of. You know, the biggest insult you can tell someone, though, is that they're a nice guy because there's always a butt after that. There's always a butt after that. Well, no, no. Those kids are, are nice kids. I strictly grade these kids or I strictly. Uh, comment and analyze these kids on what they do on the field. Now, you know, uh, again, and, and this was off the field, but it's still, uh, it's still all intertwines with Chris Boyd, you know, being the, the leader that he is, man. He has to make better choices off the field. He does. You he know? does. But, but in the big scheme of things, what happens on Twitter doesn't really matter. That, I think that's Mike Gundy's point. Like it doesn't, you don't need to get too worked up about it. And a lot of times there's just people, there's people with screen names and, and, and hidden identities sitting yes. there running their mouth yes. talking all this hot crap. I, I get a lot they don't of that, say dude, a damn you know, thing. Uh, people you shouldn't talk niggas. to screen names. Screen name. If you're going to sit up here, bro, and if you're going to come at me and you're going to talk to me on uh, on Twitter, bro, you know, then, hey, don't hide behind whatever. You understand what a I'm saying? Have, have, yeah, name. right, man. Have, have a picture up there. With him. My picture is up there. It's not hard to find Day Day 409, man. It's not hard to find me, bro. I'm there. Let's do the first mailbag that we've done. This is going to be a mailbag. We've got some. We've had the biggest guests. We've had Vince Young, Ramonce Taylor, Eric Metcalf, uh, Chris Del Conte, the athletic director, Rod Babers. Brian Jones, Rod Babers, multiple times. He's a regular guest of the show. Uh, Aria, the rapper. Uh, I don't even know. Am I am I leaving anybody else? Anybody else out? I, I think we've. Uh, I think we. I think that was everyone, man. Plenty we've of everybody. The, the fact of the matter is, we have some good goddamn guests on this show, man. Yeah, and we're you gonna. Know? And gonna shout get out to on. Landry on that. I, I want to say this right quick, man. Uh, I understand that it's Landry and Day Day, and this, you know, I'm the co-host in, in this thing or whatever, man. But Landry. 
is is the guy, man, that that runs this ship, man. You know, I, I follow his lead, man. And you know, sometimes we may bump heads on certain things, you know, before the show or you know certain things leading up to the show, man. But I, I have so much respect for this for this guy, man. He gets the guests on here, man. He he does what he says he's going to do, man. I feel like you know, uh, together, man, we have the number one podcast out there again, man. There's Subscribe no on on, on, like, on no iTunes, man. No we we we, 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 give, we giving y'all some real. Over here, man. We don't. We we not sugarcoating, man. We again. Shout is. out to my boy uh, Landry Locker, man, for th- doing this thing. Man. Shout out, shout out to my man Derek Foreman for uh, shouting me out. Uh, this is the thing, though. Like, uh, I think a lot of people that do these podcasts, they're they're kind of. I, I I find it comical that there are some Austin beat writers that don't understand that Chris Boyd deserved to get called out by. And I guess Justin Wells is one of the guys, but Justin Wells tried to call out Acho, and I think it's absolutely ridiculous to call out Acho for saying that play was trash. If he says that it was trash, he's talking about the play itself. He didn't say anything personal about the guy. I I know I said this earlier, but it just has to be restated. If Chris Boyd goes back to last week and he goes back to what he did leading up to the game, what he did during the game, and he doesn't think that that was trash, that's on him. Yeah. That's on him. Because anybody who's who's trying, who, who has any grasp of what he's trying to do, because I feel like Chris wants to go to the NFL. I feel like Chris wants to, no doubt. wants to eventually be a leader. If Chris Boyd didn't watch himself the other day and think that it, describing it as trash what uh, is is an accurate representation of what it was? Then I feel sorry for him, man. Actually, I might not feel sorry for him because maybe maybe being delusional is is a good thing for him because he doesn't have to actually look in the mirror and realize. But Emmanuel Acho knows he was trash. I'm sure Tom Herman man, knows he was trash. Longhorn and he just got to bounce back. Longhorn Nation knew that 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 he was trash, man. And just like I said before, back. if you're in a position like that, man, where you have a hundred thousand fans, you know, out there and, and, you know, you have, you know, X amount of uh, people watching, you know, on television and so on and so forth. 600,000 alums. Yeah, I mean, Chris Del Conte told us last week, 600,000 alums. 600,000 alums, man. I mean, you know, you, you, you have to, to, I mean, be better, man. Are you going to complain when you, when you have a good game and everybody tells you how great you are? Right. Like when when you're, when you're walking around town in Austin and maybe they pick up your bar tab or they tell you how great you are, they tell you how much they appreciate you. Like after, the any of the six games that you won previously, you complain about that? Go, you know, no, go, go, you're going, not. You know, even you know, uh, going back to to 2016, man. Uh, uh, you know, the the game at Kansas, man, where Deontay, you know, fumbled the ball twice, man. You know, even after all those carries, you know, he still holds that uh, till this day, man. He still takes accountability for Charlie Strong getting fired. It may not all be. Well, I'm glad know, he his did fault, that. But, I was glad he fumbled. He, <laughs> no, but, I was really. Man, oh, that's the one time I rooted against but, but, Texas. But, but, I was glad. But what I'm saying is with all of the praise and all of the accolades that that he would get, you know, he understood, man. Hey, I, I, you know, even with all these carries or whatever, and yeah, it was a lot of carries, man. But I have to be better in these situations, and that's all that I'm saying. Chris Boyd, if you want, if you're inspiring to be an NFL player or whatever the case may be, oh, already know you, he is. You you have to be better in these situations on the field and off the field if you consider yourself a leader of this football team. Exactly. Man. And by the way, I love that Deontay fumbled that. It's, uh, to me, it's one of the top. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's one of the top five best best plays of the last 15 years for oh, Texas. Oh, man, you're such an ass, dude. I'm being serious. No, I was pumped that he did it. I, I was tired of that Charlie Strong stuff, man. No, I was really happy he fumbled that. I think, you know, Vince's run in the end zone. I, I won't go through the whole list, but the, the Deontay's fumble top five. Got, got, got me a new coach. For real. I'm not even playing. You're this, laughing. I'm not this, even playing. This, this this is the crap that I have to put up with. I'm not even Landry playing. Here, I'm man. not even playing. All the time, bro. I'll I mean, tell him I'll tell him when I I'll, I'll I'll tell Deontay when I see him. I'll say, hey, hey but, I was hey, glad but, you fumbled. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you know, Thank Char- you for the Char- fumble. Charlie, you know, in Charlie's defense, man, I I'm not defending him. You know, over there, man, in South Florida, man, he was undefending. U of H, you know, got the best of him all uh, this past week, man. Game too. Yeah, 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 good job, Charlie. You know, Charlie, you know, he's doing his thing over there, man. Yeah, he's doing his thing. Charlie Strong. Yeah, yeah, anyway, so moving on, man. We're gonna move on. We're gonna move on to the mailbag. I'm serious about the fumble, man. I was happy about it. We're gonna move on. We appreciate the input. We're gonna we're gonna try to do a little bit more of this, but uh, we're gonna do our first mailbag, our first 41 acres mailbag. 
answering your questions. Uh, and then we'll get out of here with a prediction on uh, Saturday's game, even though we've pretty much already given it. Right. Uh, question number one, this is from Edward Vargas. Uh, he wants to know, why was there no urgency in the fourth quarter on offense? They wasted so much time. Disagree. Uh, I thought the urgency was fine. I think I think if Brandon Jones doesn't field that punt inside the five that – you know, I think Texas goes on and wins this game. He could be talking about when there was uh, five minutes left and they scored with about two ten left. But at that point, I think they were just trying to get in the end zone. I, I had no problem with the tempo and the urgency in the fourth quarter. I had no problem with that either. I actually saw saw that that tweet too. I think he tweeted that uh, at me as well, and you know, I was just kind of puzzled by that. I didn't think that it wasn't a. a a sense of urgency uh, as far as that go. But, again, we thank you, man, for shooting the question to us, man. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Uh, Min Win wants to know, will you eat pizza now? I guess they're talking about Pizzagate by me boycotting pizza after the the Maryland report from Bruce Feldman that Tom Herman uh, apparently ordered pizza. I ate pizza the day after they lost. I ate pizza on Sunday, so that, that that's already happened. Terrence Malone, why does Hager still get playing time? I have no idea, dude. I, I, your guess is as good as mine. Uh, Swervin06, at Swervin06 on Twitter, 11 rushes for Ingram, totally unacceptable. Why didn't they run him more? Would have given the defense a chance to catch their breath in the first half. Preaching to the choir there. I think we both agree with that, and we expect to see 20-plus for Ingram on Saturday against West Virginia. Hopefully, man, hopefully. Uh, at Reppin B of A 22, uh, what the F was I watching last night? Because that was not the team I saw against Oklahoma. They were on the road. Uh, Oklahoma was a neutral site. This Texas team is just a different team at home and on, on neutral sites. I think it's just a, a, a young team in a tough environment. Doesn't really know how to win and they just came, they just came up short. I, I think, I think you're going to see the, the team that you saw against Oklahoma this Saturday against West Virginia. TC Wilson. All right. This is a, this is a long one. I'm not, I'm not sure quite what he's, uh, what he or she is getting at. The defense didn't travel on this one. Regardless of two starters not playing, they shouldn't have been able to hit the wide open receivers in the first half. How does Frankenstein for a quarterback run like that on us? Plenty to learn from and correct on to West Virginia. Actually, I, I, I can't disagree with too much there. You got yeah. anything to say on that? No, I agree with that as well. At low 24F, a.k.a. Frankie, this team has been way too penalized this year. Are the coaches to blame for the lack of focus? I'll be happy if we went out, but honestly, doubt it's going to happen. Tired of losing to teams we should blow out. What do you mean you're tired of losing to teams they should blow out? They've lost to Maryland, and they've lost to Oklahoma State. I don't... If you're going to, you know, tweet at us, man, and we don't have a problem with you guys tweeting at us and asking questions, we encourage that. Let it make sense, man. Let it make sense, man. Don't, don't just, you I mean, know, tweet six at and us two, crazy right? stuff. Yeah, we're six and two, like, man. A few right. months. Like, exactly, bro. You know, yeah, come on, someone, man. uh, tweeted, you know, Tom Herman, um, Tom is the leader. You know, those issues are ultimately on him. Um, 18 to 22 year old kids are going to push the boundaries. There's nothing new and every team did with it every year. Tom chooses to make uh chooses uh to make it public, so be it. So he said he's he's against the suspension is what he's saying. Yeah, basically yeah. you know against been saying that you know eighteen and twenty two year olds are gonna be eighteen and twenty two year olds. My response to that is you know hey yeah, you're 18, you're 22, or whatever case may be. You know right from wrongs. You know what team rules are. You know, and if you, again, and we've been, you know, beating this dead horse, man, but it just needs to be said, when you consider yourself a leader of a football team, you know, you're a veteran of a football team, you know that 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 this team counts on you week in and week out, you have to be better. So the 18 to 22-year-old, uh, uh, you know, Mistake or or whatever the case may be, like that's that's out the window, man. You you're a ball player, man, and you know what your responsibility is to this football team, to yourself, to your family, to your fans. Yeah, you know you you have to be better. Frankie wants to know once again. He wants to know why Boyden Davis missed the whole quarter and Lil Jordan only missed uh, one drive. Yeah, I, I don't say, know. Yeah, that maybe maybe they showed up at different times. Maybe it was something different. Maybe it was maybe there was a repeat with Boyden Davis. I don't know. I can't answer yeah, that question. I, I don't think it was a, a favoritism thing. Like he's you know maybe uh, you know kind of 
allude to a little bit. You know, I, I, don't, I don't think it's a favorite team. I actually agree with you. I think that maybe it could just be uh, different circumstances. He also wants to know, do we have anyone better than Locke and Hager? They are trash. This is my thing. I think B.J. Foster's already better than Locke, and I think we're going to see him playing a little bit more safety despite his mistake. Hager, I don't really know if they have anyone better, but I do know when they limited his snaps in recent weeks that they, they were playing a lot better. So I, I feel like he was out there a little more against Oklahoma State. Uh, the, the, the box score says that he played good, but your eyes tell you he played bad. So I don't know if they do have anyone better, but I do think that B.J. Foster is better than Locke. Uh, and finally, Landon Riddle wants to know, Man, this I, I'm sensing a theme here, Day Day. How and why does 44 play? We basically roll with 10 on defense. <laughs> yeah, I got that tweet as well. I don't man. know what to tell you. I mean, that, that that's you know, hey, I don't know I, what to tell I, you, buddy. I, I, I don't know what to say, man. I I don't know what to say about that. You know, let me ask you this question. Someone, you know, asked this question on on Twitter as as, as well, and we'll end the mailbag, you know, on this next year. And I. And, Oh, you're already you know, going to next year. It's, it's like that. It's, it's kind of crazy. Well, Damn, this, this, man. This, 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 this is, is what we're doing? But, but bro, hey. Come on, they, man. If they pose a question Texas to me, bro, fans are getting I'll out of control when they're good. This is the only thing that I don't mind about sucking is that I don't have to deal with as much irrational Texas fan stuff. What is what is that? What are we talking about next he, year for? He, he was saying. Come on, man. Uh, 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 I think it was, uh, uh, it was a couple of people, you know, on this, but I think that uh, uh, it had to be uh, flagship. Um, Texas at Texas flagship or or at a uh, hookem six nine the seniors are lacking so um, you think the defense will be better next year y'all better enjoy this season because I think reality is about to slap us uh, in the face next year. So he's saying that they're going to miss the seniors. Yeah, that's what I'm taking. I from disagree. Him, man. I, I, I disagree. disagree with that too. I mean, I think it's going to be addition by subtraction. Yeah. I think he's going to keep recruiting at a high level. I, I think that they'll continue to get JUCO guys or or whatever they need to do. I I don't think. Yeah, let me just look at who the seniors are. We don't need to name them anymore. We've been hard yeah, enough yeah, on these kids. Yeah, right. But just right. just look at this roster and look who the seniors are, and you tell me who I'm going to miss too much. Well, we 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 know that the uh, the youngsters are are, are the ones, man. I, Outside of Gary Johnson, man, uh, the youngsters are the ones that that's actually you know um, the underclassmen are are the, the catalyst uh, for this team, man, uh, offensively and defensively. Yeah, and, and teams reload when you recruit at a high level, you reload. So I'm not worried about next year. I don't, I don't, I don't look at these these upperclassmen and, and think very much of them, and you I guys- think they'll re- reload anytime at Landry Locker at Day Day 409. You know what time it is. Prediction, Prediction time, time, man. I've Prediction already made time. mine clear. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, you, I've well, already you made said, mine clear. You, you, you said that you, you're taking uh, Texas in this game. You can't leave out of here without giving me a damn score, lot. All right, I'm going to go ahead and say that Texas wins this game 34-28. to 28. Keontae Ingram, I said it last week. It better damn sure happen this week, or I might come in here a little bit more mad than I was this time. Texas beats West Virginia 34 to 28. They improved to 6 and 0 at home, 7 and 2 overall, and three games remaining with control of their Big 12 championship destiny, which will be held December 1st at Jerry World out in Dallas Fort Worth. Texas wins, Keontae Ingram shines, and West Virginia goes home with their tail between their legs. So just like that, huh? That's how it is. Man, I, I'm going to take Texas again in, in this game. I think Texas will bounce back uh, after the loss last week. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be a close one, man. I think it's going to be a close one. I, I, I'm I'm going to say Texas pulls it out by a touchdown, man. So I'm going to say 42 to. I'm, I'm going to say 42 to 38, man. 4238 40, 4238 man. Okay. Yeah. So you got it. Yeah. We're we're in the same we're in the same ballpark. Yeah, you just got a little more scoring. Yeah, 4238 man because West Virginia is going to put up points, man. Maybe. They they they're going to put I up points. I think they're soft. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Let them know let them know what you know each uh what what you let them know each week. They they let them know. And y'all know what it is, man. 41 Acres Podcast, the number one Texas Longhorn podcast out there, man. Make sure you guys subscribe on iTunes. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all, man. And as always, hook them. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.